0: Welcome back to SwitchCast Live. I'm your host, Doug Tabit, and SwitchCast is a podcast where we seek to educate, edify, and entertain you on the drive of your life. We are taking a break from our regularly scheduled programming this week because we have a couple special guests in town. I know last week we said that this week would be Transport Part 2, and I left you guys with a cliffhanger because I told you all of the uh, things that can go wrong and the in the uh, journey of transporting cars, and I didn't give you any solutions. And I said, okay, yep, stick around, come back next week, and we'll do that. However, when you get a call from Jay Roberts and says he's going to be in town on Wednesday, you say, well, we can talk about shipping cars anytime, because we're going to talk about Cannonball tonight. Cannonball Prius. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Jay Roberts is a uh, a repeat offender on the podcast. He was here last year, and he was most famous for driving a Prius across the country at a reasonable rate of speed, 36 hours and change, uh, with, with one fuel stop. And uh, he was generous enough to donate this shirt that I'm wearing. I'm sorry for those of you on the auto audio podcast, but it says Prius go.
1: See, I got you in a Prius. <laughs> I got you in a Prius finally. <laughs> and you seem to be enjoying it.
0: I, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to put fuel in this Prius, but, uh, well, I do. It's chocolate and, um, but, uh, yeah, so so he is back, and we've got some new news to talk about from his shenanigans, but sitting next to Jay as well is Matthew Davis, and Matthew has an alter ego in the Cannonball community, which is him, or Captain Chaos. Yes, and he does a, a, a bang-up job as Captain Chaos at the events. We all love having him around, and him. Him. You and him. You and him, but we're not going to talk about him. <laughs> I don't want to talk about him. Well, but it anyways. would be really confusing if Captain Chaos decided to change his pronouns because. Him, yeah, I don't know. He's yeah. always going to be him. Right. Anyway, uh, let's not go there. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of not going there, uh, we're very happy to be live on YouTube and TikTok, and we love our live audience. Thank you for joining us. If you have questions and you want to interact with us, throw those into the live feed. Ethan will do his best to get those over to us as we go. Uh, We do not have Tyler with us this evening, so we're going to be maybe a little behind on the questions, but that's okay. We're going to have great discussion. And uh, a reminder to my co-host that... uh, Because we're live on things like TikTok, you know, we no longer have the FCC, which has a very, you know, set guideline of of things you can and cannot say. Hello, Howard Stern. Right. (laughs) Yeah. We are on the social medias, which have just a very vague, general idea of what you can and cannot say. And it's completely arbitrary and subjective. So try not to say anything that the arbitrary and subjective misinformation police or, you know, snowflakes might not like. I'll, I'll, I'll... work on
1: my restraint
2: well i do work for i have worked in television once before and there was times that i've had to get something because of a a certain little graphic or something would happen to show up during and you know be had to be edited out per se so (laughs) awesome so TikTok
3: has been kind to us and we appreciate them yes
2: they have been very kind yes
0: um so what brings you guys in town why why are you here
1: Me? Okay. Well, we we are on our way back from Alaska, where Matt and I drove his beautiful, no longer beautiful, Lexus LS430 (laughs) to a small town of Glacier View, Alaska, and threw it off a cliff. Why would you do that? Well, uh, this town of Glacier View is so far north, it doesn't get dark. So In the summer? In the summer. And the 4th of July, you know, you can't do the traditional fireworks displays because you couldn't see them. So instead, they you might set Canada on fire that <laughs> or any worse than it already is. Having drove through Canada, saw a lot of that. Yeah. Yep. But uh, so they throw cars off a cliff for fun. And mm. uh, they, there was about 10 to 15,000 people there this that year. That is Fascinating. And over, what was it twenty cars?
2: Twenty cars. Twenty, 20 cars, cars went
1: over over the cliff this year. All right, it, it was an amazing event. I, uh,
0: I feel like that's something you need to see to experience. What, what would people, if they wanted to look it up and see this online, where would they? What would they search for? Where would they go?
2: YouTube. YouTube is actually. Um, there is. There was a lot of people that were not only am i working on something but there's a, a lot of camera crews that were there 1320 videos was there last year they're also here this year um there's another specifically Alaska group they just released it um called rev alaska they just put theirs up um like i said i have stuff from jay myself and also uh, our other co-driver uh, rob um it was there, so we have stuff to put together. What is the event called, or what
0: search term do it's you just use? Just put
2: Glacier just, View Fourth of July, or okay. Glacier View Cliff
1: Launch. Yeah, all right. You know, and you type that in in yeah. all your social media, YouTube. Algorithms, you'll, will you'll, pop
2: it you'll find it. Are,
1: are people in these cars when you send them off? No, um, no. There's a few no. we kind of wish wished were, but uh, <laughs> well, they, but see, they weren't with us at the time. So but, what did we do? Now, now, now.
2: They asked. They asked if Captain Chaos is going to be driving one across. I said, well, due to the legal, I couldn't do it because the lawyers did not sign off on it, mm. so I could not, you know, drive one off. So
0: sure, yeah. But. I, I feel like if you had a you know like a nineteen eighties Lincoln, then there there might be. People in there that you didn't know about, <laughs> right? Yeah, hiding in the trunk. Hiding in the right. trunk. Right. Yep. Right. So you sent off a Lexus LS four thirty, correct? Four 400. thirty. That's that's kind of a nice car. How well, could you do that?
2: Well, if she was a block away car. You know what I mean? She looked good from block away. She, from what I can, say, but I b- she'd make it that block.
1: Um, Lexus's don't break. Uh, it made it four thousand miles from
2: Pittsburgh to Alaska. It it, it allegedly. <laughs> You know, above the speed yeah. limit. Um, yeah. When when it went over during the trip during there, it hit over two hundred thousand miles. So I pulled over and got you know the infamous picture of you know here's you know here we are and here's two hundred thousand. It's like okay here's Canada, and then when I finally got there, we added we added another thousand miles from that point to get to Glacier View. So and I got a picture of the last mileage on it too just for you know
0: so i feel like any car that would make the drive there would be too good to send off a cliff but any car that was bad enough to send off a cliff you wouldn't want to endure the drive there well and that's why i've never done the event
2: yeah. <laughs> that also this, my wife thinks is a waste of money it's also well the other thing is too your car will be ruined by the time you get there yeah. um um bug um it's let me put it this way, the it was starting to do a little bit of the Carolina squat, you know what I mean? Yep. So the roads are that bad. I yeah. they are. And and um thanks to one of my the, the co driver, um the power steering pump was whining really, really bad. Mm. So um and like I said, two hundred thousand miles, you know, that's when you're supposed to do the timing chain. And I was quoted because I was gonna do the research before I did this, two thousand five hundred dollars to get that done. And you know, uh, I know the back uh, coilovers need to be redone, and that's basically taking out the back seat, uh, both parts of the back seat, and the package tray, and then doing the parts itself. So that's another thousand dollars right there. So it's like okay, that's three grand. The so car- the car was totaled. Basically, yeah.
0: It's like a Murano Cross Cabriolet that has a top that doesn't work. Might as well junk it.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And why why not send it? I mean, <laughs> and not only that, you. I got to hear the wonderful sound of a V8 because, you know, Alexis is, is very quiet, very, very posh, very, you know, as you're driving it through. But then once you cut the cats off, it's.
1: That's one of the yeah. requirements. Uh, all the cars have to be prepped before they launch, and all the glass has to be removed, which that was fun in itself, sitting there with hatchets busting up <laughs> all the, the glass. You drive it over these huge tarps and cut, knock all the glass out. Then they have this huge can forklift. Get rid of some anger issues. You can, yeah, yeah. And they have this huge forklift, and they literally pick the car up and they cut the exhaust off of it, so they can recycle the cats and all of that. You drain all the fluids as well, right? No, no, no. Don't okay. drain all the fluids. And uh, and so yeah. when they set it back down with the exhaust, and he cranked it up, and it sounded glorious. <laughs> it just, yeah, the, yeah. The,
2: the, I'm thinking about. I know you. You're you're. Driver and things of that, just the sound of a glorious V8, you know. Um, I'm like uh, the way
0: Lexus never intended for it to exactly. sound like. Exactly.
2: I'm like this. I'm like I want another one so I can turn into a lemon's car and you just have just have the glory... just glorious, to hear it, just to sure. hear it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's so. a parade before they launch it. All the cars that are running are down at the bottom, and so you drive up the long hill up to the top. There's a huge parade, thousands of people the car's parked on the bottom and it, they pile sharpies on top of it and people and the kids are riding all stuff all over it they're crawling inside of it riding on the headliners and the seats they're
2: just you know everybody's having fun and no offense a lot of people are like why are you doing it with a Alexis like that's a nice car i'm like yeah but she's got a lot of little issues with her you know they just kind of add up it had um i think the car was wrecked both ends so you know and the job they put together wasn't really that great so
0: i mean this sounds just
2: like a normal car in cleveland well i, I actually the car came out of virginia
0: so <laughs> there's it, probably a buy here
2: pay here lot nearby that's going i wish we
3: had that yeah, yeah.
2: well when it flipped over because the way it hit it hit it uh on, on the hill it hit uh, tail first and then flipped over and underneath there was a single bit of rust you know, I was <laughs> <It's laughs> oh, like, "No," I was like, "Dang, I mean, oh, I shouldn't no. have seen that," but you know, because <laughs> you know, I'm from Pennsylvania in Ohio. We love to put salt on our roads. So Oh yeah, yeah.
0: I, I saw a pickup truck going down the road the other day, and maybe the frame was okay, but the the bed was pointed down at a thirty degree angle, and it just you know it, it looked like it, it was making a V. It was
1: collapsed in. Well, we it just was, drove you know through the Dakotas, Montana, uh, you know, Michigan, Minnesota to get here. And I was shocked that, you know, I'm living in the South. I'm not used to seeing rusted out cars, like, and seeing cars that look five years old and, you know, the fenders are rusted out completely on it. That was wild. So Jay, you recently completed a different
0: road trip. Uh, you guys drove to Alaska and back there, but there was a little bit, uh, Little bit quicker road trip that you did recently. I did. Yes, that's and we're gonna go to a quick commercial break, quicker than his road trip. You didn't take any breaks on your trip I at did all. Not. No commercial well, breaks. Well, no potty breaks. Yeah. So that that's well, that's well, the big not news. while standing still at least. <laughs> <laughs> no breaks. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, we'll be right back after this commercial, and we may be joined by the Corvette curmudgeon. We'll see. Uh, Boxcast. SwitchCast is brought to you by BoxCast. It's been a while since I've done this. Tyler always does it.
3: Yeah, I was surprised you didn't pawn these off to me, but I'll take it.
0: Uh, You can do it if you want. Nah. Anyway, SwitchCast is brought to you by BoxCast. BoxCast is a live streaming company based in Cleveland, Ohio, and they serve broadcasters and viewers around the world. Their founders launched BoxCast back in 2013 with one purpose, to make people part of the experience. If you're looking to live stream your podcast, church service, car show, sporting event, launch off a cliff on the 4th of July, maybe fireworks show, wedding, or even your cannonball attempt. BoxCast is an easy, flexible live streaming platform for organizations. BoxCast is so easy. We're streaming this show with a phone. Head over to switchcars.com slash BoxCast for your free trial. So Jay, the last time you were on, you had... Across the country in thirty six hours and fifty five minutes. minutes with one stop correct. in your Toyota Prius, correct. <laughs> you were the definition of hypermiler, but you didn't let off the throttle to save your gas mileage. You just fit, found the 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 perfect uh, what was it one hundred five miles an hour 115. It was like one hundred fifteen was where the gas mileage started to fall off a cliff. You, uh, yes, I would say ninety. Eight percent of Prius owners don't know what one hundred fifteen miles an hour is. They probably don't know what ninety is. <laughs> <laughs> it is not in their lexicon no, at all.
1: No, it's not. Absolutely not. I agree. Why with do that. I need
0: all those numbers on the speedo? <laughs> um, so you were trying to go nonstop and failed. You made well. You failed. Okay. Well, <laughs> but. You put more gas tanks in the car. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about the journey to your second run
1: and the result. Well, well, Also, last time I was here, you asked me if I was planning another run. And uh, as I recall, my answer was no comment. So, (laughs) you know, between that. That's a cannonballer standard answer. Anytime before or three years after up until three years after a run, an alleged run. Yeah. So um, I was... So disappointed that I didn't do the run nonstop, you know. But I learned a lot of valuable lessons during that musket ball run. Um, so yeah, I tore the front passenger seat out, added a third 32 gallon fuel tank. How many, how much fuel did you have in the car total? I had 107 gallons total fuel load <laughs> when I left the Red Ball Garage <laughs> in a Prius, in a Prius, yes, and uh. You know, two of the tanks were within three quarters of an inch of the hybrid battery, which I had to remove the cover for to fit the tanks in. So, it was literally, up put a 140 amp battery a half inch away from 64 <laughs> gallons of fuel. <laughs> That's great. With proper firewalls, of course. No.
0: Yes, no, yeah. allegedly. 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 <laughs> yeah,
2: well, that. see, it's not. It's not the. It's when the vapors is when you get the problem. If full is okay,
0: yes, but yeah. Vapors are more flammable than the liquid. I have spilled uh, fuel on a hot header, like directly from the fuel hose before, and nothing happened, because it, people don't realize, like the the ig- ig- ignition, uh, com- sorry, the combustion. What, what is it? The spark point? Flash point? what is Flash, what point, the, flash, flash point, point. Ignition of, point. Of ignition, fuel. Yeah. Jason, the mechanic over there, is looking at me, just giving me the eye, because I can't think of the right term. And uh, you try being online. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, the, the point at which, the temperature at which fuel ignites is fairly high. Yes. So unless you have an actual spark, you can put it on fairly hot stuff, and it's not going to immediately ignite. So um, yeah, I did spill it on really, really hot headers that had been running hot in the desert for a long time and nothing happened. Yeah. And that proved that. Uh, not that I'd ever try it again.
1: I mean, that was a, you know, that was a, a nine lives moment. Well, but, uh, I, well, in these fuel tanks, I simply didn't just fit them in and grab ratchet straps. They, you know, I made metal hold downs for them, proper hold downs. Um, you know, the, all the three of the fuel cells had safety foam in it. They were all properly invent, uh, vented to the outside of the car mm-hmm. you know i took care in those because you yeah, safety is a concern what else was vented to the outside of the car <laughs> um, yeah it was a funnel with a hose that went through one of the plugs in the rear floor for um um Removal of bodily fluids
0: right so yeah, so let's yeah. let's back up a little bit right so we're making the general assumption that everybody watching knows about cannonball in in some uh, form or another, right, whether you've seen the movie Cannonball run in the seventies or have heard about the more recent runs or, or anything like that. But a lot of people don't know. And I was actually reminded of this. Sometimes we have to back up and explain things. Um, We have a wonderful guest from India staying at our house this week, who uh, is a football coach. And so I said, hey, I was trying to explain to him what we do. And I was like, do you know what cannonball is? And he just, nope. And so I had to like go back to the basics of like, okay, well, how far is it? How many miles? How fast are you going? All of that. And so for the the people watching who don't have that basis. So Jay's talking about driving from New York City to Los Angeles, which is a, a bit over 2800 miles in a Prius. Um the Google Maps time is about 42 hours, but that's assuming like you're you're cruising and only stopping for gas. If you have a family and have to stop at Cracker Barrel and or anything else or construction right. it's or 50 accidents. 60 hours you know stop for the night right. also there is no stopping for the night there's no hotels The hotel you stay at is the one in new york before you leave and the one in los angeles a couple of days later when you arrive this right. is not you know 42 hours driving time but we didn't count the eight hours we were stopped this is elapsed time you start the clock when you leave new york and you stop it when you arrive at the pacific ocean That's in it. redondo beach this and, and you when you say nonstop, you did not stop for fuel and you did not stop
1: to unfuel. I did not stop <laughs> to unfuel. I did that on the fly.
0: Right. So <laughs> and that's one of the most common questions we get about cannonball. Everybody wants to know one. How do you not get caught by the police Two, How do you pee? How do you go to the bathroom? How do you deal with that? So you ran a nonstop run. Thirty. What was your time? I did it in thirty-three hours forty-five minutes. Thirty-three hours forty-five minutes. So eight hours and change less than the Google Maps time. I know everybody loves trying to to beat time on Google Maps or ways by a few minutes, and that's a challenge. Jay beat that by eight hours.
1: What do you do no, I for have, the bathroom? Yeah, I, <laughs> I just a couple hours before the run, I take a couple swigs from a bottle of Pepto Bismol. <laughs> <laughs> that clogs up the clogs up the pipes for about forty eight hours, so you don't have to worry about that end of the bodily fluid situation. Okay. And uh, but doing it solo, didn't couldn't take a nap and hydrating yourself was very important. So I'll, the bottle of water you have, I was drinking two bottles of water an hour. Hmm. And you know, I had a dedicated bottle that I urinated in and poured it down the funnel and you know left a trail of. Urine from New York to Los Angeles <laughs> underneath the car.
2: So there's D- DNA evidence. There's there,
1: there yeah, if someone wants to go swab it and test it, sure you know find it. <laughs> we,
0: we always talk about evidence, proof for a run. That's one that hasn't been brought up yet. DNA evidence, yeah, <laughs> yes. that's new new level no, that's of scary. proof for the
1: run. Yeah, that's that's carrying it to an extreme there. <laughs> right
0: here's <laughs> my
2: spots right here. This is where I left it off. That's, you can find it. That's a that's like a, a, that's a, dog, a whole new series of plot. CSI, <laughs> yep. CSI Cannonball. Yeah, <laughs> gotta get the black light out. Okay, there he is. All right. Oh no.
1: Oh man. <laughs> so, but but I did keep the us r- on track, Jay. Yeah, there we go. I'm trying to get you back on track. But I, you know, after the first run when I failed, I had planned to do it on November 15th, exactly one year to the day of when I did the first one. Mm-hmm. But then the 50th anniversary reunion come up. And it was going to be at Long Island, New York. And I thought, well, I'm already going to be there logistically. I might as well leave on the Monday after the reunion. So I showed up with the car, and y'all remembered it from bus- Musket Ball. And you were looking at it going, wait, I don't remember this third tank. <laughs> it didn't take too much thought for y'all to figure out what was going on, what was about to happen. And uh, I talked uh, to you guys everything. Uh, everything to be as a witness, and uh, when I pulled into Red Ball Garage, it was like Nick and Charlie Krueger and Habib and you know a few other guys to witness me leave, and they documented my departure
2: and wished me luck. So that's awesome. Yeah. So and you did it with no spotters, no extra teams or anything of that nature. There was no. My did did have a team of
1: spotters, but they were virtual. They were not physically on the road in front of me or behind so me. So
0: how does that work?
1: Um. It's uh, it's the same group that I used during the musket ball, and it's it's a group of friends that I've put together from um, RDF forum, radar detector forum, Mm -hmm. and using uh, the Discord app and had our own channel. Okay. And so, what are they scouting? What are they looking for? And how do they relay that to you? They chatted, you know, to me through the Discord, report stuff, and they're looking for uh, weather reports, looking for uh, um, any accidents, police pins you know because you can go on the website and pull up ways mm-hmm. live and you can see it from anywhere you don't have to actually do it via the app sure uh, they were looking at the traffic cameras along you know, along the route that's open to the public you can go pull up the traffic camera and watch people going down the road and they knew which car to look for they took in screenshots of that um what else? Oh, police so how scanners.
0: Do, how do they communicate? Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's a good question. So that they're using the app scanners, right? Mm-hmm. Because obviously, you can't, you know, with radio frequencies, you're not going to be able to listen physically to a channel from that right. far away. But the the scanner apps have like a three minute delay.
1: They do. So that's not a perfect. But it still it 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 well it actually helped me in California because I got called in uh, by a uh, concerned now? citizen in the state of California. They and, wanted a welfare check? Yeah. yeah. And uh, so the I was, and my spotter team notified me that, that, and fortunately, they always get the color of the car wrong or something about the car <laughs> wrong, you know? Well, and how many Priuses are there in California? Come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, you know,
0: it's like cows in Nebraska. Got, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: corn in kansas yeah,
0: right?
1: <laughs> everywhere oh so. my goodness
0: um what uh what challenges what unforeseen challenges did you
1: run into on this run or was it smooth sailing um there was um i had one very brief conversation with a member of law enforcement yeah um You've had some
0: interesting conversations with members of law enforcement, yeah, and you told that story last time about your ticket in Texas mm-hmm. and told it on VinWiki, and it went very viral. Everybody loved that. I think people love just hearing about interactions with police, good, bad, funny, whatever. Yeah. Um, it, it's – I don't know what it is. It's a great party story. Um so we won't recount that. You can go back and listen to the the previous Jay episode. Maybe we'll put it up as a, as a highlight if if Ethan can find
1: it. And um, uh, so, what was your encounter this time? Well, I got I was just had just saw a sign that says Texas state line nine miles, and I crested a rise and I saw my headlights reflected off of those pesky Dodge Charger taillights in the grass in a median. I hit cancel on the cruise control, and about that same instant, got hit with instant on radar. You, know, you can have all the countermeasures in the world, but instant on radar at night when they're hidden, not marked on ways, they got you. Yep. You know, nothing you can do. Yep. Of course, doing this, you have to be physically and mentally prepared that you're going to get a ticket. Just assume you're going to get stopped. So I just hit resume on the cruise control, watched him pull out, pull me over. And uh, he told me he got me at 103 and a 75. And you said, officer, Priuses don't go that fast, do Mm -hmm. they? No, I looked (laughs) at him and I said, sounds about right, officer. And I smiled. (laughs) I didn't make up a story. I didn't BS him. I said, sounds about right, officer. And he looked at me funny and asked for my documents and I handed it to him. And he saw some things in the car and. Turned on his flashlight because it was at night. And I turned on the interior lights, rolled mm-hmm. down all the windows, you know, all the textbook perfect things. And he saw some things in the car and asked uh, asked me two questions. And the two questions I answered 100% truthfully. I did not lie to him. He handed me my paperwork back and says, um, hope you get there on time. Have a nice night. And walked back to his car. What two questions um, did he ask you? I'm kind of, well, well. One of them was where am I going, mm-hmm. and my answer was Amarillo, Texas. The other question I don't really want to say what it was uh, I know, publicly. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're a cannonballer, you ask me, and I'll tell you privately. I'm I'm leery of putting it out there publicly sure. because it could endanger lives. Yeah, interesting. It, it,
0: so I I want to sure. I want to um I want to uh detour a little bit um but you have had some interesting interactions with police and I watch a lot of videos online about those things and a, a lot of things that come up in my feed are like the the auditors yes right who are all about um protecting their rights, even to the point of just being a jerk. Yes. And then you have the the opposite extreme where people are just like, oh, sure, I'm going to be friendly. If I'm friendly to the police, then everything will be fine to the point of, sure, you want to search my car, no problem, You know, just laying down their rights. You seem to have a magic uh, kind of formula for dealing with them in a kind yet, I know my rights way that that gets you in and out, um, but also makes them... Feel safe and I guess respected. Well, <laughs> Depends on the interaction. So, why don't you hat. talk a little it's
1: bit? The hat, <laughs> yeah, and the accent. It's the hat. Could be the accent. Talk
0: a little bit about just kind of the the, the how tos of when you get pulled
1: over. The the best way to interact. Well, the biggest thing I think that helps a lot, and you ask any police officer, is have all your documents. Have your driver's license, your registration, your insurance, in paper form. But what if I'm just a traveler? You know, yeah, yeah, I don't don't. Are we, we going to go into the, to the what, what, what? sovereign citizen? Sovereign citizen. <laughs> sovereign. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. But you know, if you watch those videos, the officers that that get angry start going crazy is because people are spending an hour digging through their phone looking for their insurance or digging through their glove box or their red, you know, or their center console for their paperwork. Mm-hmm. Have your paperwork, you know, I, go into any one of the cars, flip open the center console, and there it is. You know, when I renew my insurance, I print it out, I put in the new one. It's all current. Having that saves you a lot of time, saves the officer a lot of time, and it makes your job easier. That's one thing I believe in, so you're not fumbling around. The other thing is, you know, answer questions politely, but if they start, and you can tell when they're going on a fishing expedition, yep. there's a lot of jurisdictions out there that's doing interdiction stops. Yep. They'll stop yep. you for anything, and... You know, where are you going? Where you come from? What do you do for a living? Who's with you? Who are you gonna see? How much money you make, you know. Right. It, and they're they're well, trying to and they'll to, even
0: ask you questions about legal things. Right. Do you have any weapons in the car? Yeah. That's not illegal. Do you have any cash in the car? That's not illegal. Uh, you know, all these different questions that that are
1: quote unquote suspicious but fully legal. Right. And so whenever they start going deep, like the Texas stop you talked about earlier, she was rapid-firing three questions in a row. I'm like, I'm not answering questions. And she would ask me three more questions, like, I'm not answering questions. But before I said I'm not answering questions, I looked her in the eye and I says, Officer, I don't mean you any disrespect, but I know my rights, and I'm not going to answer any of your questions. I would like to be on my way. And you say that nicely and respectfully. And a calm voice. You don't yell at them. You don't curse at them. You're kind. And they take it however they take it. Sure. You, you may have a, a, a record for like the the
0: f- fastest traffic stops ever. <laughs>
1: yeah, like that one, that one in Oklahoma, it was five minutes, 18 seconds. Oh, man. From the time I pulled over to the time I left. Yeah. And, oh, I didn't quite finish the story. I got a police escort. Out of the state of Oklahoma. Did you now? At the speed limit? No. No. <laughs> because that was what was interesting. He sent me on my way. I pulled out. I set to cruise at 80. And I remember that nine miles to the Texas State Line sign. And he was following me. And I thought to myself, Self, you idiot. You just got a free pass. It's nine miles to the Texas State Line. That's the Oklahoma law enforcement. So I held it to the floor. I crossed the Oklahoma-Texas uh, line at 115 miles an hour with a trooper behind me. After I crossed the line, he flashed his blue lights once. He turned left, went across the median, and went back into his home state.
3: <laughs>
2: what? I, That's pretty good. How do you get away from stuff? That's pretty good. You know? Ancient Chinese secret. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: You, sorry, if, uh, if,
2: sorry. If, the views and expressions of Matthew Sadie was not necessarily that of Switchcast or any of his affiliates.
1: It's <laughs> a good caveat. Thank you. <laughs> you know, driving a Prius has its advantages in other ways that I never dreamed of. Oh, my goodness. Because, you know, it probably the officer was shocked when. What one hundred uh, three to seventy five? Prius. What? <laughs> wait. What? And you didn't get a ticket? And I didn't get a ticket. I didn't get a warning. I wasn't even verbally oh, told man. to slow down. It's pretty so good. So how
2: long was that stop? Did you time how long? Five minutes, stop? eighteen five minutes, seconds. That, 18, that stopped.
1: That, yes. Wow.
0: So your total stop time on your Garmin GPS for the entire trip was what? Like
1: five minutes, it was 34 like, seconds? It was 12 <laughs> minutes and change. Okay. With uh, all the traffic lights because, and everything. Because it was just a few hours after that and I was hitting those love bugs to Oklahoma and Texas. And I don't see that well night driving my glasses. Mm-hmm. And the, the windshield was so plastered with bugs <laughs> that they were splattering on the side windows and the mirrors. And the glare was giving me a fit. So I saw rest area, I pulled in, I got out, grabbed my window cleaner, cleaned the windshield and the side windows, and then I did about five or six laps around the car, did a few jumping jacks, did a couple wind sprints down the sidewalk. People in the rest area were looking <laughs> at me going, what is this guy doing running back and forth? hop back in the car Well oh, that might life. have been because you didn't have a shirt on but well <laughs> did no, it was, I didn't have pants on <laughs> It made it easier to be in the bottle <laughs>
3: But <laughs>
0: time stamp ether. Yeah it's a good one it's a good highlight Yeah thanks for a TikTok highlight for the week Jack. We love you TikTok yeah. thank
1: you So so that so I I I did those Two stops one was voluntary one was involuntary and i know there's a lot of debate on what exactly a non-stop run is and it's no fuel stops right you know right. um i've wrestled with that i've thought about it you could word it as a voluntary stop versus an involuntary stop like getting stopped by law enforcement or having to stop for a red light having to stop for a toll booth you know those are involuntary stops. Yeah, that's
0: that's but nuances.
1: The, yeah. the point of the nonstop run is to do it
0: without refueling. Right. Maybe nonstop isn't the right word, yeah. but it's the the simplest one. The easiest right. way to describe it's, it. Yeah, yeah, you're doing it without stopping for fuel, and that's an accomplishment in and of itself. It's a, it's a new challenge, right? So the the first challenge is I'm going to drive from New York City to Los Angeles to, to just do a cannonball, and then mm-hmm. we kind of all – Give ourselves different individual challenges. So I'm going to do it in a minivan. I'm going to do it without stopping for fuel. I'm going to do it in a pickup diesel. Yeah. I'm going to do it in a Honda Civic. I'm going to do it solo. <laughs> I'm going to do it faster than anybody else. Right. You know, whatever that challenge is, it's it's um, yeah. Uh, Speaking of Honda Civics, Matt Davis brought us again for for audio listeners. We're very sorry. He brought us a brought me a model, a matchbox model of his 1976 Honda Civic that he drove a couple times in Cannonball events. Mm -hmm. Um, It was very very cool. Yep, yep. yep. Little tiny car that he made go across the country. Um, Yeah, 64 horsepower. 64 (laughs) horsepower.
3: If someone is going to break the nonstop record, is it going to be you? Yeah, my record's easy. It can can it's be beaten. Yeah.
2: Anything's possible. The, the, as 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 we've learned through being cannonballers, anything's possible.
1: Yeah, I, well, I broke Steve Brown's record. You know, he did cannonball GMC. The, yeah, GMC. Yeah, GMC. right, right, right. right, right. Yep. You know, he did it in uh, was it uh, thirty five hours three minutes. Yep. Yeah. And so his was the record that I broke. Right. You yep. know. Um, The way I did it using, you know, lots of math and spreadsheets, you know, I knew what time I needed to cross each state line. And I just was ahead of that by a few minutes in every state line that grew. When I got to the California line, I was ahead of my goal by 45 minutes. My goal was to do it in 34 hours. And I built the spreadsheets to match that. So I had 45 minutes ahead of my goal. And I lost thirty minutes of that going through LA traffic. Yeah, and so it's an easily beatable record. Really? Yeah. It, absolutely. Yeah. You yeah. Know?
2: I mean, yeah. looking at all the runs I've done, I've done four, and there's always some place somewhere. It's like you look at it. It's like I could have done this better. You know, it's always sure. in the back of my head. It's like, yes, I would like to. Would I like to do it again in the the, uh, the Honda? Yes, but no, because it's <laughs> it's it's. it's it's okay for, for for I did it in 45 42 45 hours 42 minutes. Um, it's okay until about 35 hours because the way the car is designed it's so small you can't stretch your one leg. So you're basically one leg is always up and one's down. So to stretch you have to switch other sides and then it just becomes that thing back and forth that your leg just cramps. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a physical thing. You know, I I could I could De- definitely do, you know, like uh the police academy, you know, where um Bubba Smithy took out the took out the front seats and sat in the back seat. Yeah, I could do that if I wanted to. But mm, nah, you know, I think it's it is what it is. So
3: hmm.
2: there's sometimes sometimes you're just limited by the physical characteristics of the car. Like, you know, you added two yours with a with a three gallon gas tanks, you added yours with the the super, you know, uh ultra beige had the super, you know, the super quick fill ups. Right. Yeah, You know, and, you know, you had the Arnie's prepare the Mercedes and the A4, you know. So you guys had a system where you guys came up with, OK, this is how I can get time at certain places. You yep. know, just like like uh remember the Thunder Chicken guys. They had they had people. They called in, they had like a pit stop team there at, at every single thing. So basically their time was in and out really quick. So, you know, there's all little tricks that I've learned, not only from Arnie and um, and Doug and also Jay, but, you know, Ed and everybody else. There's little things I've learned, um, even David Simpson. Like he first said, I was, you know, because when I found out, hey, you got to, uh, when Ben... You know, Wilson said, hey, you got to do this. You're Captain Chaos. I'm like, OK, what do I do? All right. So I started watching VinWicky things, and I learned from David Simpson that basically, if you're going to do this, stop drinking caffeine like a week before. So when you need that caffeine kick, it'll be there for you when you need it. Interesting. So. It was
0: easy for me. I stopped drinking caffeine when I was sixteen. So <laughs> right, well, me. I I eat one chocolate covered espresso bean, and I'm
1: like, yay! <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> the great you start doing
3: the I'm great cornholio impersonations, sitting around like Beavis and ButtHead. Cornholio. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's
0: go to a quick commercial, and then we'll be back. Alright, SwitchCast is brought to you by Celebrity Machines. Celebrity Machines offers more than 250 different screen-accurate license plates as they appeared in movies and TV shows like Back to the Future, Ghostbusters, The Fast and the Furious, Breaking Bad, and so many more. SwitchCars also makes our dealer insert plates, as well as our commemorative 2539 plates from the fastest cannonball run ever that wasn't non-stop. Visit celebritiesmachines.com for more info and use promo code SwitchCast to save 25 point three nine percent at checkout this, uh, usually i'm on earlier in the show let's get this thing rolling here i got bedtime well
1: speaking of bedtime i have a question for you is, yeah is your wife enjoying her new car wife enjoying her new car what you talking about well last time i was here after the show walking around you introduced me to your lovely wife and she was eyeballing my Prius and asking me questions about the fuel economy and she was shocked about it and she was trying to convince you that she wanted a Prius to so she'd stop spending so much money and you seemed like you were interested in it. I never heard anything else about it. Well last week Driving nearby? We
0: don't buy that Jap crap. We buy American. No. Mm, uh, Everything made in America.
1: Mm, I, I don't know what you're talking I, about. I saw, I saw it. I you saw it. you trying to be a bad influence in my it, house? And it even, uh, it, and on the back of I it? I don't the back think of I'm of taking
0: was, too kindly to you talking to my mm, wife. I don't think you should in the future.
1: Well, you introduced me to her. Uh, that doesn't sound like something I would do. Well, it was a pretty blue Prius I saw on the highway. And it had, had a sticker on the back of it I thought was interesting. It said, Our other car is a corvette not my other car our other car is a corvette i posted a picture of it up on instagram and when i passed that look it was your wife driving it
0: uh, i think you're confusing her with
1: someone else no, i know what i saw nope. but i know what I she drives saw. a chevy
0: we all drive chevy we're a chevy family i don't believe you. i think you think this is funny well i'm i'm not having it i'll is Tyler going to be back next week? He doesn't ask me these kind of baiting
3: questions. No, This is intense, guys. Yeah, I'm not used to this. All right. I, made, I made the Corvette conversion I don't know, mad.
0: I don't know what you think you're doing here, but don't be talking to my wife anymore.
2: Okay. But he's wearing a Priusco's birth shirt.
3: That's <laughs> <laughs>
2: true. I can't deny that. Oh, he's
3: gone now. We can't press oh, him I can't on do that. It yeah, it's, it's a shame. No, I no. guess
2: I guess Corvette conversion is done for the day. I'll run Cheers. him out of the building. Yeah. <laughs> It's a common occurrence.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll make sure to send his wife some flowers <laughs> as an apology and make him mad even more mad. So uh back to the, the nonstop
0: discussion, not the not the nonstop discussion. We will stop. We'll stop in 20 minutes, but um <laughs> the discussion regarding nonstop cannonballs. Um so you were stopped for twelve minutes, give or take. Right. But with no fuel stops, what was your overall average speed? 84 miles an hour. 84 miles an hour. Okay. Um, There's, and we talked about kind of the different challenges we set ourselves with in terms of what type of cannonball we're going to do. But there's been a lot of discussion on Reddit and other places about fuel stops and how much time they suck. Um, and how like the way to break the ultimate record you know it's it's easy it's the bench critics the people on the internet yeah, the keyboard warriors they've got everything to see say um but they always say like oh well mobile refueling or non-stop or just putting giant tanks in it is the way to beat the record the overall record and you know i look at our stop time on the 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 e63 run 27 hours 25 minutes and we had a 22 minute stop time total with yeah. four fuel stops yeah. versus 12 minutes with zero so it's not the be all end all it is not for the fastest run ever because with the advantage of not stopping for fuel comes a disadvantage of extra weight yeah and so we're all like you said matt we're all kind of finding our own way through this, taking little pieces that we learn from everybody's run and saying, okay, what's the best formula to do a run? So I think you'd probably agree that nonstop is not the way to break the cannonball record. Mm -hmm. It's just a, a different challenge that you set yourself with and say, I want to prove that I can do this because it's a whole nother challenge to be able to find a car that is both fuel efficient enough so that you don't have to carry 300 gallons of fuel right. and reasonably quick enough so that it's not taking you 4 days yeah well, and has room for fuel
2: yes yeah like like the Honda has an 8 gallon fuel tank <laughs> so yeah 8 gallons i averaged on a tank anywhere from 210 to 185 you know for that i averaged if you figure this going well of course the top speed is ninety nine miles per hour. So I couldn't even break triple digits with that thing. So um I didn't know what I forgot to set my time so I don't know how much I stop time was but um the problem with mine was is like okay, you know, about every couple hours we were stopping. So but, of course, when I stopped, it only took, you know, eight gallons to fill it, fill it up. But everybody talked to me. It's like, wow, I haven't seen one of these in a long time. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like my mom's ex-boyfriend used to have one of these. And I'm like, yeah, okay, all right. So mm. basically became like, I don't think you understand. I got to get out of here. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I don't want to be rude because it's like, okay, yeah, we're, we got some place to go. You know what I mean? You know, it's like, because, hey, look out for this red little car. It's going Listen, bad. you're in a 76 Civic. They think you got nowhere to go. Right, exactly. Like, a Civic can go ninety miles miles per hour <laughs> who thunk you know what i mean so yeah well because technically the book says the the top speed is 90 miles per hour but you know i had to bust that so just <laughs> wrong, you know? so.
0: so another common question i get is about easy passes people are baffled
1: that we use an easy pass for tolls do you mm-hmm. use an easy pass why do you use it so you don't have to stop at toll booths. you don't have to fool with money Gotcha. You know? Yep. If have you, you ever had one fail on you on a run to, like, the gates down and it didn't read it I and you n- get I hung n- up? N- I never have, but I always had a sort of change, you know, in the door pocket, just in case. So you can just throw it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, a few ones, a five, a ten. And a, and a uh, Forget uh, Pennsylvania, well, it was well, like
2: 50 bucks. Well, <laughs> well
1: matter of fact, um, before I left the reunion, uh, um, Wesley... Uh, said you may need some quarters, and he gave me a uh, roll of quarters, mm-hmm. and I had it in the center console in case I needed. That's
2: it. added weight. No, to, yeah. to clarify, Ethan, yeah. I'm
1: not talking about throwing it like at the person working the
0: tolls. But, but you may be too basket. young. They used to have the little baskets right. that you would just like throw the coins.
3: in. I know of these. I've never seen. I've never, never seen, seen one, one in the flesh,
2: but I know of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For yeah. Sure. yeah. Chicago used to have a bunch of those. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah.
0: So it, it's not like well,
3: just throwing throw, it at the gap. Well, if it's an easy pass, there's no one there. You'd be throwing it at nobody, right? well yeah. you yeah, gotta wait till go somebody shows up until someone shows up then you throw like it that. Bit, right. yeah. yeah why unless, are people baffled that you use easy passes? okay so they
0: think um that because you know you're going through an electronic you know thing that's registering your car at a time and a place and then you go through another checkpoint oh, they can track yeah. your speed then yeah track okay. your speed sure. By simple math. sure and then oh well they're just going to mail you a ticket well, no, you they can't, can't. They can't legally no, do that, right? Well, That's this is the not beauty. Not yet. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Not yet. Exactly. So this is the beauty of cannonballing in America: is not only is there multiple different states and state sovereignty, so there's no like federal agency that comes after you for speeding, nor can they. But government red tape, government bureaucracy, is a huge advantage because. You can average 150 miles an hour between two toll booths, but it's a different government department from you know yeah, from Pennsylvania to Ohio to Indiana and well, they just don't talk Even to each within other. the states. Sure. Yeah. 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 So if they wanted to come after you for speeding, they would have to essentially subpoena the Easy Pass department right. <laughs> in order to get the Easy Pass records and like to to illustrate how how molasses government is and and to our advantage i was coming through indiana this week and i got stuck um in a toll booth in an easy pass car two cars ahead of me their easy pass wasn't working Ah. so literally over five minutes sitting there waiting (sighs) for somebody Mm -hmm. to come out or for it to the gate to go up or whatever but i'm sitting like right under the, the sensor because the sensor is at the beginning yep. of the lane not right before the gate right. people get to the gate it doesn't work and they're like waving their easy pass fast. Yes. Yes. To, so I'm sitting there and I get a bill for like $75 so we disputed it and um, turns out they billed me for a 5 axle vehicle because I had like backed up once and okay. it, you know I was right under the sensor because I was trying to back up and go to a different lane but there's somebody behind me so we disputed it, and we get this message. I apologize for the overcharge and inconvenience. It appears Indiana charge you for the incorrect class vehicle. A dispute has been submitted to Indiana for authorization to adjust the toll. Once approved, we will adjust the transaction, and the difference will be refunded to your EZ pass balance. At this time, your case will be closed as we are waiting for Indiana's response. Please be advised, it may to take... It may take four to six weeks to receive a response. Thank you for your patience. Yeah,
2: <laughs> well, well you know, it's kind of funny. So, it,
0: this is why Easy Pass can issue us tickets because yeah. it's it's government.
2: Yeah. Well, the thing is, I just got um, I got a letter. I've had Easy Pass for a long time, um, and I got a letter from them saying the battery inside my Easy Pass was about to die. So. I had to go online and say, hey, this is my transponder. I want a new one back free of charge. You know what I mean? And you just got to send your other one back. So at one time, I had two transponders working at the same time. So, but yeah, the batteries do go bad, and I can see why somebody can you know have problems with it because yeah. it's been that technology's been around for mm, twenty plus years now. Sure,
0: yeah, I so. mean my Easy Pass is probably twelve years old, so that battery might go.
1: Yeah,
2: right. So, and like I said, I got a th- I got a thing in it because once you get something from like you know Easy Pass or something, that's all great. What kind of thing did I charge wrong? Because they don't email, they just send you a letter and say, oh, you got to pay an extra fine. You know what I mean? like. You know, it's like, you know, well, here, you're going to pay. It's like your transponder didn't thing or you could go online. I'm like, you know. I'll get curmudgeon about that, you know. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so running short on time here. We do want to wrap it up in a, a timely manner. Uh, we're going to go to the question of the week brought to you by Nuts for Sticks. And this is a reminder for those of you watching live that after the regularly scheduled program, uh, we do have what we call Tip Talk. It is our bonus round Q&A session, and we call it Tip Talk because we are seller sell outs. That's right. Anyone who tips us, their questions will go to the top of the queue, but uh, we will get to as many as we can. In that bonus round. So our question of the week brought to you by Nuts for Sticks. Nuts for Sticks is the stick, stick Shift Enthusiasts website where we sell merchandise and stickers and anything to support the uh clutch-filled lifestyle. Uh check out nutsforsticks.com and enter discount code SwitchCast to save 10% at checkout. So our question of the week comes from Ben Dugas on Instagram. And he asked me, should I repaint my car after an accident or does it kill resale value? Now, this is a question that I needed to dig into a little bit more because an accident could be anything, a fender bender or whatever. But he sent me some photos and it looked like he had quite the off-road excursion. He was going farming with his Porsche and, uh, So I asked him, I said, hey, you know, what's the extent of the damage? Is it just cosmetic? Do you have undercarriage damage? Um, You know, are are they going to issue a salvage title, total loss, whatever? Um, And he said, no, there is quite a bit of undercarriage damage. And he just recently found out that the front tub needs to be replaced. So that's pretty significant damage. Um, So the easy answer to that is with that kind of damage, your resale value is already shot. So paint it whatever the heck color you want because that kind of history is going to um, going to kill the value. So just do whatever you want with it. Build a track car, you know, V eight swap it. Doesn't matter. Um, but but swap the world. LS swap the world. Yeah, like LS four thirty Lexus. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. no, not that LS. No, not LS. Um, the the question that he kind of then alluded to after that is, well, now I'm not even sure if I want to keep it. Uh, because with front tub damage, the car won't ever be the same. And that's a, always people's concerns when you buy a rebuilt title cars. Like it's just, it's not going to be the same as it came out of the factory. And some people are fine with that because it's like, well, I got a deal. I'll put up with the squeaks and rattles and, you know, whatever goes along with it. Um, but, you know, typically, uh, it's worth it to just let them total it out and buy another really nice car because they're going to give you fair market value for however nice your car was before you wrecked it. Um, so, you know, it's one thing if you get into a fender bender and can get a $10,000 insurance check for $5,000 of repairs. Uh, but when you're talking about undercarriage, fixing and uh replacing the tub uh I, I think that's when you just push to get it totaled out because th- those costs can really add up there's a reason insurance companies total cars out because yeah. they go eh, you know it, it's the the addendums keep adding up the right. supplemental claims you know oh, this will cost 40 to fix well we didn't see
2: that well i can tell you i i lost the the thirty five fifty five lexus due to an accident and um the repairs for it, to get it back on the road, was uh, the estimate was $7,570. Um, the car was worth about $5,000. So that's what I got to check for. And yes, would I like to have that car back? Yes, does it have a significance to me? But it's like, at the end of the day, it's not going to be the same car when I got The front is right. terrible. The back end looked really good, but yep. the front end was just terrible.
0: And you also find out that... The what is it? The sum of the uh, sum of the parts are worth more than the whole. That is a definitive principle with pre-owned cars. Mm-hmm. So it, it could cost more to rebuild the car than right. You exactly. could just buy another one for
2: right. Exactly. I could find a a good. I've been no offense. I've been looking for another LS four hundred just because I like that one, and that's why I got the LS four thirty because the ls 400 was such a good car that we bought you know 24 hours before the 2019 running and just you know it went like a champ. <laughs> That's still the greatest story. Oh, Thank man. you, Travis Bell, for not showing up, all right? <laughs> <laughs> so we're uh, to
0: the props and flops section of the show. Once again, we remind you that after the recorded version of the show, we will get to uh, bonus round. So those of you watching live, please stick around and we'll have some fun interacting with you. So the props and flops are brought to you by Switch Cars. Switch Cars is the enthusiast dealership where we buy, sell, consigned service and store only cars that we like ourselves. Check out our handpicked inventory at switchcars.com. And my pick of the week's from Switchcars Inventory is a 1987 BMW 325i convertible. Period correct Ro- Rohan wheels. Dan, did I pronounce that right? He's giving me a face. Anyway, we're going to say it's pronounced right. It's a five-speed manual, black-on-black, black, and less than 30,000 miles on it. Super, super nice. Uh, so that one will be coming soon to our website if you're interested in paying lots of money for a almost 40-year-old convertible with very little power, but cool <laughs> looks and... Uh, uh, a nice, uh, it it it'd do well at Radwood, especially with those wheels. Um, yeah, hit us up. So our flop of the week, both our flop and our prop, are themed to you guys tonight. So oh, our flop oh, uh, of the uh, week so from
1: the no from <laughs>
0: from Chris Rattini, a, a, a regular listener, um, and and via the Associated Press, um, the the headline is that Austria, Austria, Austria has passed a bill that allows police to confiscate cars for speeding. Uh, drivers who exceed the speed limit by more than 50 miles an hour in built-up areas or 56 miles an hour in unincorporated areas could have their cars permanently confiscated after a first offense.
2: Wow. Wow first offense now first there's offense. some other
0: lesser laws that are, are you know if you're going like 30 miles an hour over they can temporarily
1: confiscate it on the first offense and then after multiple offenses they they can like the impoundment it. in canada if you're doing certain speeds over right. it's automatic seven-day impoundment and the second fence is 14 day and which you know, we yeah. never did
2: at any time during our never, travels
1: never, never yeah yeah right
0: um Leonor 60, 40 kilometers Gwesler, is slow the Austrian Minister for Climate and Transport uh, said last month that quote "There is a speed above which the car becomes a weapon." What do you think about that
2: jay <laughs> matt well that is that is true I mean I, there are I mean there's been statistics uh, here we go with statistics. you can do statistics for almost anything but yes, when you have a statistics never lie, but liars use statistics correct Ooh. Um, but still, uh, if you figure the weight of a vehicle versus a the person, there's a certain, you know, number you hit, you will definitely injure or maim that person. I
0: think that's like 12 and a half miles an hour is the I number. I think
2: it's 20, 20 it ought to, it's 25 miles per hour. Okay. You, injury, and then 35 is serious injury, and then I think 45 is, you know.
0: So why are people, you know, what, what's the difference between 45 and 145 then?
2: I just well you've hit a deer probably no doubt. Nope. No? Never. No, for, unfortunately unfortunate. Well, I have. Um the difference is the splat. If you've seen a, a vehicle <laughs> <laughs> The splat? <laughs> Eloquently put. <laughs> oh yes. my goodness. It's good. <laughs> yeah, you've been I mean, you've seen like a tractor trailer just the aftermath of a tractor trailer just hitting a, a deer on yeah. the road. But that's not speed. Well, I guess it's all momentum, but that's that's just mass. And the same thing. Car's got mass too.
1: Yeah. Less well, I I think still that's... It,
2: it, even if with those like like up in Canada they have moose bars, you know what I mean, yeah. because the moose damaged the vehicle so sure. bad, you know, and protect the vehicle. Then it basically splatters the moose. Hmm. Yeah,
0: I just have an issue with this because I it. It goes along with the narrative that speed kills. there's no data right they she said there's a speed above which I'm like, what speed What in what scenario right, right? like yeah. yes, there is a speed, but you said the speed is twenty five miles an hour so why do why are people allowed to go sixty or seventy on the highway well it's like it's, it's, it's f- dangerous, it's all dangerous right we've seen people
2: we've seen people in no offense we've seen people that also have they've just fallen down and they've just happened to hit right way and no longer be there, you know right you know yeah. expire as we say yeah it's you know there's risks and everything do i speed yes am i worried about do i speed do i go f- uh 50 miles per hour in a school zone when i know there's kids around mm, no but that's using judgment right yeah. right like that that's that's the same thing yeah
0: I agree all with you. speed is situational dependent but it, it's Correct. more than just a number on a sign it is what skills do I have? What risks are around? What's the visibility? How old are my tires? How bad are my tires? What kind of car am I driving? How much traffic is there? Yeah. It, it, you know, we don't take those things into account. I wish we would, but then they just make up numbers and say, well, if you're going above this number, we get to
1: take your car away from you. It's complete I, horse and crap. And I, I, right. I, I agree with you. It's, it's wrong. It's totally wrong. Is, so on the flip side, yes. Is your what? car
3: a weapon or can it be a weapon?
1: They, that's an excellent question.
3: Right? It's, I mean, it's that's more,
2: people are going to have varying <laughs> perspectives right. on that. Well, well, it's just like, you know, it's like guns. Guns are a weapon. Cars can be a weapon in the wrong sense. Um, airplanes, if we remember 9-11, airplanes can be a weapon as well. I don't
3: think we can say that on here. hmm but I don't know. I, I don't know. Porsche 911. Porsche 911. Porsche 911. There you go. But yeah. no, I mean, that's that's what it comes down to, right? I mean, is, is your car inherently a weapon? Are you driving a weapon on the road? Or can it be a weapon when yeah. in the hands of someone I mean, who's how can they determine a swimming
0: pool is a weapon based yeah. on death rates? Right.
1: Yeah. How, how can they determine? Boy, come the... on.
3: I'm not disagreeing. Yeah. The, okay. the difference
1: is the intent. Yeah. You know, that's what if, it, that's right. it has to come speeding, down to. How can they claim that it can be a weapon if your intent, if you well, hey, didn't harm anybody? You were just simply speeding. Right. You know? Right. They can say, how can they claim you intended mm. it to be a weapon?
0: That's a good point. It's like
2: pre-crime from right.
1: that movie with Tom Cruise.
0: Yes. Well, or, yeah.
2: or like a DUI. Yeah. You have...
0: Minority report. Yeah. Minority yeah. report. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. hmm Yeah. Um, all right. DUI. That's going down a road I don't want to go down because no. I agree Sorry, with DUI fault. enforcement. Yeah. No, no, no. That's fine. <laughs> uh, Prop of the week. Speaking of vehicles as weapon... Uh, this comes to us via the drive. A California city passes a bill to permanently seize cars caught in sideshows or street takeovers, as they're more commonly known. Now, I get that there's. You guys are probably seeing the the um, dichotomy here, uh, where I'm saying one seizure is a flop of the week, and the other seizure is a flop <laughs> of the week. But I acknowledge the hypocrisy that exists here. Welcome
2: however to America.
0: <laughs> however. If you watch any video anywhere about these street takeovers, these cars are weapons. They are getting, I mean, they're killing people. They're killing people Mm -hmm. left and right. It is just absolutely asinine, plus the type of crowd that it attracts. There's high crime. I mean, there's shootings at these things. There's people beating each other. Like, it's just, it's out of control. It's like a picture of the
2: downfall of society. Um, So- Speaking yeah. of downfall of society, if you want to see the downfall of society, come to the Alaska thing, uh, Alaska Glacier View, and see what the people do afterwards. Mm-hmm. They go bananas, crazy bananas, bananas. they literally no, we ripping. <laughs> we can swear on okay, they're,
3: they're literally
1: ripping <laughs> doors off of these total crushed cars by hand. They're I mean, no tools, no hammers, no saws. I mean, it's, a, They're it's a safe
2: place off. to
0: take
1: out yeah. whatever you want to take out.
0: It's yeah. better yeah, time like than guys.
2: Well, you have part of the cladding. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So any an interesting part of this law, though. So they are looking to really crack down on it because they'll fine you $2,000, or they can, if you're within 500 feet of any of these things. So all the really? bystanders can get, which wow. 500 feet is like two or three blocks. You, you could be you and your wife going home from a restaurant. You could be walking right. in that direction according right. to this yeah. law. So wow. it's it's a little bit crazy, but I, I like that they are aggressively trying to crack down on this because it's just, it's bad, it's dangerous, it's terrible in a lot of ways. But at the same time, I feel like it's kind of like the, I don't know, for for a society, most of which that believes in evolution and survival of the fittest, Street tacos takeovers are the perfect darwin awards. i mean, yeah, I mean natural it's, selection. it's really <laughs> it's hard to feel badly for people who are jumping out in front of cars doing donuts trying to get a filming whatever
2: yeah or what or, who or the, get
0: run over and it's like i saw that coming you shouldn't have done that that was dumb
2: what oh, about the right. ford mustang that always happens to every car show they just have to come out and go in the crowd
3: yeah 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 i
2: mean yeah you you see them all the
3: time i just saw one this week of some guy jumping like the barricade that they set up intentionally for spectators and it's like well i mean come on man what do you you think was gonna happen
1: well at the cliff launch uh they were at oh they have the area roped off and you know they looked over just just before it was going to start it some people jumped the ropes and there's an area of trees and the guy arnie that runs it was yelling at people, going, "No, no, no y'all get out of there! Absolutely. Cars are going to land there." Oh, yeah. And the people were like, "We got nowhere to sit. There's so many." And he's like, "Well, you ain't staying there. No, cars going to land
2: on top. You're not going to be away. able to sit right. after." Right, exactly. Because yeah. a car, uh, one of the cars where the people were. Because I, I was up top this year versus last year. I was down at the bottom. I had Jay and everybody else watch it from the bottom because you get a different perspective, right? Um, and i saw i- I saw those people first where I was standing, and I told the people there said, "Hey, these people are in the danger zone because there's um because where last year we had a uh, police charger land where they were, and this year a Ford Taurus landed near that same area so and you know when a car these cars sometimes parts fly off of them, you know, sure. like um." Because, engines come out. Right, exactly. Engines <laughs> no, do no, come no. out. Engines do come out.
0: Yeah. And that's some momentum right there.
2: Right. Well, yeah, cuz the Dodge Charger, the the car landed over here, the engine was over here, the as as the video from last year, um you can see the engine from the Jaguar actually rolling down the hill afterwards. <laughs> um so yeah. <laughs> but the, the Ford, the that's, Ford a, that's the longest a Jaguar engine has ever run well it's, it's, a, <laughs> well, it's a Chevy three. it's a Chevy 350 in that thing yeah it's no Jaguar
0: alright on that note it is time to wrap up the uh, show and we'll go to bonus round of TikTok, uh, tip talk we have about 20 minutes to do that thank you all for joining us thank you to my co-hosts uh, Jay uh-huh. and Matt appreciate you uh-huh. being in town thank you to our sponsors BoxCast <laughs> Nuts for Sticks Switch Cars Celebrity Machines Parallel Printwork and Stephen Holm Woodworking. Thank you to our producer, Ethan Huffnagel. Our bumper music is provided by Emily and Ivory. you can stream their full album on Spotify or SoundCloud. This episode will be available next Monday on audio format wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can find that uh, directory on switchcast.live along with blog blog posts and highlights from our latest episodes. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next Wednesday at 8pm, and I promise we will come back to transport round two and uh, we look forward to edifying educating and entertaining you on the drive of your life